let's have a word of prayer father we ask your help as we look into your word we pray that your holy spirit god would speak to us and make it a blessing to each one of us lord pray that we need your grace we need your help at this time so we look to you we depend upon you we also pray that thou would remove every hindrance and you would be glorified in our midst in his name we pray amen um today we are going to look about our response or my response to god's word um this we are going to look into the parable of the sower the parable of the sower um the parable of the sower is in mark chapter 4 3 to 20 verses um we'll be keep on looking into the slides also the parable of the sower there the uh, the sower he goes and he is sowing the seed um as he went to sow the seed it fell on four types of soils the parable is not only in mark it is also in luke and also matthew so we we'll slightly will be referring to luke and mark matthew also but primarily we'll be looking into um looking from mark chapter 4 jesus told this parable which we all are familiar and after he told the parable to the large crowd on the seashore when he was alone his disciples others they asked the meaning of this this, uh, this parable what is the meaning of this parable they asked so jesus told the meaning of this parable so what we will do we will be looking into this parable uh, bit by bit along with that the meaning what jesus said will be also seen so the parable starts with mark chapter 4 verse 3 jesus said listen farmer went out to sow his seed and then later jesus said the meaning what is the seed in luke seed is the word of god seed is the word of god and matthew records he says seed is the message about the kingdom the kingdom of god message about the kingdom which is the message of salvation or the gospel now gospel also is part of the word of god the whole bible is not the gospel but gospel is in the word of god as paul says in first corinthians 15 3 and 4 about the, what is the gospel he says for what i received i passed on to you to the corinthian church he says i passed on to you as of first importance that christ died for our sins according to the scriptures that he was buried that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures now this is a gospel jesus died for our sins and he rose again on the third day which we have to believe now paul says the gospel he says of first important that is the first importance paul says 
for paul it was the first important importance the gospel was the first importance not only for paul even for jesus and jesus said before he left for heaven go into all the world and preach the gospel to everyone so the gospel is the first importance because only the gospel can give hope only the gospel can give hope so gospel is the first importance the paul says jesus says so every believer you and i have the responsibility and the privilege of both teaching the word of god just now as we had in sunday school or youth among youth or in the church or other places teaching the word of god and also sharing the gospel sharing the gospel now when this farmer went and he sowed the seed they fell on four types of soils four types of soils let's see the soil which is the seed fell along the path the seed fell along the path what does it mean let's first see the verse what jesus said verse 4 as the farmer was scattering the seed some of them fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up and look as little more when it fell on the path it was trampled on and the birds ate it up now what does it mean along the path what does it mean the path i'm sure some of us or all of us may be familiar i remember when we were children we lived in a village and we had to go to the school in a town nearby so the only way was to go by train so from the village we go to the railway station in the morning and take the train and go to the town for the school and evening we come back train to the village in between the railway station and the village it was about a kilometer and the path narrow path goes through the corn fields so people go up and down on the path when the farmer sows the seed some of them fell some of them fell on that path where people walk constantly up and down so when they walk what happens that path becomes hardened and also people they trample on that uh, you know on those seeds which were fell on the path so they don't go inside the sand and so what happened the birds easily they can pick them up and they are gone that's what here jesus says sees for who fell which fell on the path um in luke 8 12 jesus says when the seed fell on the path he refers that this is for the people those who um, those who hear the word hear the gospel and the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts the gospel from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved so the seed falling on the path the path represents the hearts of the unsaved people so when the gospel goes the gospel seed falls in the hearts of the unsaved people satan is waiting there ready there to take away the gospel seed so if, if there is anyone here if you are not saved maybe if you are postponing 
God said today is the day of salvation. Because Satan is ready to take away the gospel seed. And for those who have accepted Jesus, when we share the gospel to the people, we might have been sharing the gospel, you know, with individual people. Maybe we might have given New Testament, or like we do sometimes, we do like a, the small cards, the gospel is printed and we give to different people. Or maybe we share the gospel in different situations, like when we travel in the train. Um, when I used to travel long distances on the train, like to Bangalore or Chennai or Trivandrum or Hyderabad, and people around sitting near me, I used to think, God used to speak to me, I used to share the gospel. My conscience used to bother me. So somehow God gives opportunities, God gave opportunities to share the gospel. Once I share the gospel, I think my duty is over. My conscience stops bothering me. But we should not stop there. And recently we were talking here where we live in Shipra Sun City. And there we have shared the gospel with families, some families, some adults number of children but we don't see anyone believing on the lord jesus and saved so sometimes we wonder why what happened 16 years we are living here we have shared the gospel but no one seems to be you know responding really believing and receiving jesus the secret is we stop sharing the god i mean we we share the gospel we stop there but we need to pray much. We need to pray much because Satan is ready to take away the gospel seed. We have to pray much. Recently, I just came across this verse in Psalm 126, verse 5. It says, those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Sow with tears. Are we concerned for the souls to whom we share the gospel? Do we pray? I, I, I acknowledge I don't pray. I'm satisfied by sharing the gospel. But we need to pray so that the Spirit of God will work just like He worked in our lives and we were saved. We became, we believed, and we have become the children of God. So we need to pray earnestly. The Spirit of God will work. You know, here that verse says the person who goes to sow the seed, he goes with he tears, he goes there to sow the seed. But I have never shed tears for the souls to whom I have shared the gospel. I think we need to have that burden and concern. Even when we know that we are, people are perishing because of this coronavirus all over the world, we need to have such a concern and burden so these souls should be saved. Those who have heard the gospel, those who have not responded, at this time the spirit of the living God must work in their hearts so that they will repent. We need to have concern. We need to have burden. There are people, many people are praying for that. So God may help us, help me and you, so that the gospel seed may not return, waste. Satan may not take them away, so that they will bear fruits. The next soil is the seed fell on rocky places. The seed fell on rocky places. 
the parable jesus said some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil it sprang sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow so here the the seed fell on the rocky places and it sprang up the plants grew quickly the plants grew quickly so this soil the rocky place and the remaining two others they represent the hearts of the believers they represents you and me the believers so they sprang up quickly verse 6 but when the sun came up the plants were scorched and they withered they died because they had no root they died even though they grew up they as jesus said the meaning of it in verse 16 or 416 others like seed sown on rocky places they hear the word at once they receive it with joy they respond to the word quickly they receive joy with joy they receive the gospel they respond they accept jesus they believe on him but then what happened verse 17 since they have no root they last only a short time when trouble or persecution comes because of the word they quickly fall away trouble or persecution comes jesus says trouble comes persecution comes because of the word because of the word because of the word it comes trouble or persecution when we want to obey the word of god or when we do not want to compromise and we want to please god trouble will come trouble will come like when we do not want to bribe or when in our office or school or college or neighborhood we want to we do not want to you know displease god or disobey god's word we may face trouble may not be all the time sometimes we may face trouble we when we do not want to compromise you know the men's fellowship this month we were studying about these three young men godly young men from judah shadrach meshach and abednego um they were in babylon and you know they loved the lord followed the lord and they knew the word of god they knew the word of god which says thou shalt have no other gods before me so they were put in a trouble that was the king of babylon told brought them many people including these three young men told them to bow before the golden statue but these three three young men they did not do that because they knew that's against the word of god they didn't want to compromise they didn't want to disobey they knew it was difficult thing but yet they took a stand because they wanted to please god because of that big trouble came they were brought before the king we you know the story and then they told to the king our god is able to deliver us even if he doesn't deliver we will not bow because they wanted to please god they wanted to obey god's word they didn't want to compromise that's what we were discussing different things in the men's fellowship and when we go through troubles when we do not want to compromise or when we want to obey god we, though we may face troubles 
sometimes we may see miracles and the great mighty work of God. As these three men saw in the fiery furnace how God delivered them and the king and the whole nation came to know the living God. God did wonders and miracles. He will do in our lives also. When we stand for the Lord during the trouble because we do not want to compromise the word of God or we, we want to obey God's word. God will do miracles. But sometimes may not. We may have to suffer. But if it is God's will, God will give us the grace. And when we want to obey God, Jesus says another persecution also will come because of the word of God or gospel. It will come. Many, many countries, people have faced persecution. Even in our own country, India, in different places. One particular place we all remember, Kandamal district in Odisha. So many people, God's people were persecuted. Um, 2017, we went to Jansi to, uh, to train Friends Ministry Prayer Band, new missionaries for the children's ministry for a few days. While we were there, one evening, one, one of the students, he came to my wife and he told about his life. He said when he was 11 years old, he accepted Jesus as his savior. Because of that, the family beat him up and disowned him. He was sent away from the home. His name is Naidu. Obviously, he's, I think he's from Andhra Pradesh. So when he was sent away from home, 11-year-old little boy, God wonderfully made a way for him that one pastor, he took him in his house, kept him, and also he educated him. This Naidu, when he came to 12th standard, living with a pastor, he came first in the school. You know, God said, those who honor him, God will honor. When the father heard, he became very happy. He invited him back home. So he went back to home, to the family, and met them all. But he didn't stay there. He went back to the pastor's home. So he started to visit the family. After some time, the father became very sick. He was paralyzed. So this boy, a young man, now teenager, he brought the pastor to the home and prayed for the father about a month different times came and prayed and the Lord healed their father and the whole family they turned to the Lord they believed on the Lord God did that's what he was happily sharing is what happened in his life now he and his wife they are serving the Lord they are serving the Lord persecution will come and God helps us to stand firm in that like God helped to I do. But not all people stand firm. Like Jesus said, they plant on the rock, they wither away. Some people, they leave the faith. They go away from the Lord because of persecution. Not only people from other faith will face persecution, even like us, we may face persecution because that's what God's word says. Last month, we were sharing in our family prayer. Only we both are there. We share what we learned that day, each day, and we share in the night in our family prayer. So I was sharing particularly from Mark chapter 10, verse 30. Now, there Peter asked Jesus, we have left everything and followed you. What will happen to us? And Jesus told Peter and the other disciples who were there with, along with, Jesus said, if you have left everything to follow me, and you will receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, 
and fields along with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. So when I, we were talking about this, when I was telling, I told, God called us to come to North India when we, in 18, 1981 we came. God has blessed us as God's verse promises. He has given everything. But we don't face any persecution. So my wife asked me, are you ready to face persecution? Then I said, no, I'm not ready. It's difficult. It's difficult to face persecution. But it is reality. Jesus says, along with persecutions, persecution will come. Trouble will come when we want to obey the Lord. And as a church, we have to be ready. We do not know what will happen in our country. Now everybody is focused on the coronavirus. Once this all settled, again, we do not know what will happen. Persecution may come. So we have to be ready and we need to encourage each other so that we will be strong in faith and we will not leave the Lord. It is, we have to be prepared as it happened in many countries, even in our own country. Now, the third soil, seed fell among thorns. In verse 7, in the parable, Jesus said, other seed fell among thorns, which grew up, the thorns grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. The plants among the thorns are not dead. They are alive. They are there. But they do not grow up and bear fruits. They do not grow up. Because the thorns have grown bigger than the plants. The thorns were also small. They grew up. They choked the plant. Then Jesus told the meaning of this. He said in verse 18, Still others like seeds sown among thorns hear the word then what happens verse 19 but the worries of this life the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word making it unfruitful jesus said they come inside us inside the believers and they choke the word and making it unfruitful the three things they come in jesus says Worries of this life. Jesus says, worries of this life. This life, we all will have worries. Different kinds of worries, different times. Sometimes everything may go very, very well. We may be so happy. Suddenly, we may unexpected worries. And problems come. Anxieties come. Difficulties come. We all face. If we don't face any worries or problems, troubles, praise God for that. But most of us, we face. And these worries... They come inside our lives and they choke our fruitfulness. And that's why God says, given us a precious promise, 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. All your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He cares for you. He cares for you. Cast upon him. Don't carry upon you. Many times we try to carry and we are discouraged and we are depressed. It is too much. God says, cast upon him. You know, the worries are real. Worries in our lives are real. We have been going through worries and anxiety a number of years now. And, you know, we, it, this could have really choked our lives, our spiritual lives, made us, you know, useless for the Lord. But God was so merciful and gracious, he started to teach us, hold on to the promises. 
There are so many precious promises in God's word. I wrote in a small notebook many, many promises and started to use them regularly. Not all at one time, but few, few promises. Then I brought, typed all of them in the mobile, in the notes, you know, the page. More than 150 promises. Every week, some few, few promises I used. These promises have sustained me, sustained us. Otherwise, these worries are so real, they could have really choked our spiritual lives. God has so many precious promises. They are real. They are yea and amen in Christ. So we have to hold on to the promise so that we will not give place to worries and we will not give place to depression and discouragement and we will can go forward in spite of problems and difficulties. God is good. God is always good. He's faithful to fulfill his promises. Sometimes it looks like it's not done. God is not hearing our prayers. God is not doing, fulfilling his promise. But we will come to know. We, we will come to know. We have been seeing that God does work. God does fulfill his promises. So the promises can hold us not to allow worries to come in and choke the word. And the second thing Jesus says, disciplines of wealth. Jesus says, the wealth can deceive us. The riches can deceive us. Money can deceive us. We may not even realize that we are deceived by wealth, by money, and by riches. That's why God has given us precious command. He says, godliness with contentment is great gain. The great gain is not so having so much wealth, so much riches, more money. But the great gain in front of God is godliness with contentment, with satisfaction, with what God has given. That is great gain. That is the great gain. It's in First Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. We know a family in Delhi, a doctor's family. Um, he is no more. This doctor and his wife, she is at present um, a, pro a professor and also principal of a nursing college. And I'm sure they were not poor. They were had enough. They were well-to-do. But several years before, this doctor, they have two children. Their doctor went to Saudi Arabia. I could only think why he went there because of more wealth, more riches. After a few years, he came back. His family life was affected. He was so much affected. And I'm sure he was a very, we used to meet several times, and very sad person. Though he loved the Lord, though he served the Lord, but, you know, the deceitfulness of wealth, finally he died as well. We have to be very careful because Jesus says, wealth can deceive us, riches can deceive us, and also money. We have to be, have contentment with what God has given, and we have to be thankful to God and seek to be godly, seek to be God. The third thing God says is, desire for other things, desire for other things. They may, they may be material things and maybe different other things. But Luke records one more thing specifically. The desire for other things is pleasures. Pleasures. There are different types of pleasures. So many types of pleasures in this world where we live. Some are evil pleasures like pornography or evil habits or violence, which we cannot give place, which will 
you know, destroy our spiritual life. But there are good places. Like, for example, going for a tour, going to Masuri or Shimla, or going to the, see the snow or enjoy. They are good places. They are good. As go to the seashore. Games, there are different kinds watching. Like cricket or kabaddi or football and different. They are all good, good and good places. But again, even if, it is, if they are good places, and if you are sitting and watching whole day cricket, and that also will affect our spiritually. That also will choke. And we need to keep the limit. We should not overdo, even if it is so good. If every weekend we go for a tour, there will not be time for the Lord. So we need to keep the balance. Even good pleasures should not overtake us. And they should not choke our lives. So we have to be careful. So Jesus says, worries of this life, disciplines of wealth, and distress for other things, pleasures, they can choke the work. And the fourth soil, they are good soil. They are good soil. Some seed fell on this good soil. Jesus says, still other seed, Mark chapter 4, verse 8, still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. And then Jesus told the meaning in verse 20, others, other people are like seed sown on good soil. They hear the word, maybe like in the Sunday service, or they may read God's word, and they may hear God's word in different other sources. And then they accept God's word. They accept it and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, some 100 times that was sown. And Luke is, makes it a little more clear what Jesus said. He said, the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart. The good soil stands for those who are with a good heart. And they hear the word, and as we saw, they accept it, and then they retain it, and then by persevering, produce a crop, produce a crop. In these two verses we look at, there are four things we have to do if we have to produce a crop, we have to produce fruits. These four things are very, very important. There's no shortcut to produce fruits. What Jesus says, the four things are very important. The heart should be good. Our heart should be good. Good heart. You know, when we look at our heart, when I look at our heart, so many evil things are there, comes out. Jealousy, pride, you know, arrogance, disobedience, wrong motives. Even though I pretend to be good outside, but the heart is not good. So I need my heart to be good. I need to come to the Lord, constantly ask him to forgive and change my heart. It's not one time, it's continuously heart should be good. So the heart should be good. It should be cleansed by the precious blood of Jesus continuously. Heart should be good. Then only the word of God, the seed can grow there. The second Jesus says, we have to hear the word and accept it. We have to be receptive to God's word. We have to have a desire to hear and study God's word regularly. Many times I find it very difficult to study God's word. We, I can do so many other things, but come, when I come to study God's word, spend time with God's word, it's very tough. I put it off, maybe later, 
you know, we have to be receptive to God's word, even to listen to God's word. Like when you come to Sunday service or when you um, sell groups, when you go there or when prayer meetings, you know, we have to be receptive. Not only we attend, not only we hear, we have to be willing to accept God's word, open to God's word. How desire to hear God's word. And, and the third thing, we have to retain God's word, retain. When we read God's word in the morning or when you study God's word in the morning, in the afternoon it comes, many times we don't remember what we studied. Or even Sunday what we heard, last Sunday what we heard, sometimes we forget, most of the times we forget. Because our memory is not that strong. Some may be having good memories. Um, so we need to take efforts to retain God's word. So you can have your own plans, simple plans. Some of you good memories, not everything. The verses which were useful to you when you study God's word or hear God's word, you can memorize those. Or some of you can write down in the notebook or underline in the Bible. And now we, we can all, many of us, we can, we can highlight them on you version in the Bible. Very simple, very easy. And then go back again and again. And there, so that you remember them and retain them, retain them. You know, the psalmist says, 119.11, I have hidden your word in my heart. I have stored, I have retained your word in my heart. We need to take effort to retain God's word. Not just hear and forget. God's word we should store, retain. And the fourth thing, we have to persevere, persevere, persevere to Apply God's word, apply God's word. Like the farmer doing hard work, getting up in the morning, whole day working, whether sun or whether it's rain, hard work. Similarly, applying God's word is a hard work. Casually, we cannot do that. It is a hard work. For an example, we all may know like the fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter 5, the nine fruit. We all may know, even we may have in our hearts, we may, might have memorized and love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. But now, applying this in our lives and producing the fruits of the Spirit is very hard work. It's a real hard work. It's not easy. It's not easy to have peace, to love, even people who don't love us, though ignore us, or to have joy all the time, to be faithful all the time. You know, it's not easy. It's a hard work to apply God's word. When the farmer works very, very hard, in the end he could see lot of fruits, lot of fruits, and he could rejoice. We need to work very hard. And then he can, then Jesus says, produce a crop 30, 60, 100 times. If we are producing 30 times, we should aim for 60 times, double. If you are producing 60 times, we should aim for 100 times. We should aim for always higher, more and more to produce fruits, fruits for the Lord, the farmer, the Lord Jesus, who sows his word in our hearts through many different ways, different times. I was wondering why in the same soil, good soil, same seed is sown, the good hearts, God's word, everything is same. Why is the difference? 
some 30, some 60, some 100. Why? The hearts are good. The word of God is same. But why is the difference? The difference can be the more we retain God's word and the more we persevere to apply the word of God, we can bear more fruits. The less we retain God's word and the less we apply God's word in our lives, we produce less fruits. You know, some of the people may be very young, uh, very new to faith. They would accept Jesus a few years back. The thirst and hunger they have, they may be producing more fruits than like us, people like us, several, many, many years being followers of Jesus. It can be the other way around also. The people who have been many years in the Lord also may produce more fruits. It all depends upon how much do we retain the word of God, how much we persevere to apply. It's a hard work. It's not an easy work. What is my response to God's word? What is my response to God's word? Do I retain and apply God's word and produce fruits for the Lord who sows his word in my heart? Our worries, riches, pleasures of this world choke the word that I become fruitless or even troubles and persecution. We, I fall away because of that. I'm not able to grow in the Lord. So let's ask God that we may take efforts to retain sincerely in spite of all our failures, but take a, make a decision that we will sincerely take efforts to retain God's word in our hearts, even little by little, and persevere to apply God's word in our lives so that we may start produce fruits 30 times, 60 times, 100 times. So let's commit our lives to the Lord. Let's pray. Let's take one or two minutes. Let's think about our lives, the light of the word of the Lord, what Jesus is talking to us. Let's think about our lives. How are we? Are we bearing fruits? Or are we like the fig tree when Jesus walked there was no fruits, only leaves. Are we like that? Am I a hypocrite putting a straw? But there's no fruits for the Lord who comes to me. Let's ask God, Lord, help me that I want to bear fruits for you. Change my life, that I want your word to work in my life. Lord, help me through your Holy Spirit, your word may work. I want to retain your word and I want to persevere to apply so that I want to bear fruits you, my master. When we bear much fruits, the Father will be glorified. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you, your grace and mercy too, for me and for every one of us. We may be sincere, not just hypocrites, Lord, not just talking one and doing another, but help me, help us, that we may be sincere, Lord, in receptive to your word and retain your word and apply your word so that we may bear fruits. Whatever these situations we may face, worry, or even temptations for riches or wealth, pleasures, all these things may not crush or choke the word, but we may bear fruits, walk in your ways. Holy Spirit, God, you help all of us. I pray for everyone, the spirit of the living God who may work in their hearts, in my heart. Jesus' name we pray. Amen.